In today's episode, we're going to talk to someone who successfully held off on their dream for over 15 years before finally taking the plunge and designing a life of his dreams. Now, that kind of leap obviously isn't usually the smoothest transition, so we'll dive into the mindset and strategy behind successfully making that kind of move and dealing with any and all bumps in the road. So don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, Others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back. How do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan here. Not sure if this is either going to be the last episode of the year or the second to last, but we're obviously winding down and, and getting to a place where we want to dive into 2020 on a high note. So this interview and the one after I've set up are specifically designed to help you make that move and and make the most as you begin the new year. And a quick little heads up, it's going to be referenced pretty briefly in this interview, so I might as well tell you, even though I'm not really promoting it through the show, I did put a different book out, nothing to do with marketing. This one is actually about the law of attraction. It's called The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read. Obviously, uh, marketing and copywriting mindset went behind the title, but also the intent went there for anyone that's interested in that topic. Uh, this really kind of like the way it doesn't matter what you're selling was designed to be this answer to anyone that's overwhelmed with all the marketing information out there. And they're just looking for a way to streamline it and narrow it down so that they don't have to read a million sources of information and they just have something that's actionable and easy to use. I wanted to do that same thing for the topic of the law of attraction since I'd followed it for so long and since that I was aware in a gap in the market where people buy a lot of that content and they consume a lot of the content, but they don't take action. And a lot of it comes down to really, you know, the the hidden blocks that we have in ourselves and, and a few reframes that you need to do in order to make that switch. And that's really what I delivered on in that book. So if you're into the topic, you might want to check it out. The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. It's available on Amazon. Just search for it by that title and uh, hopefully you'll like it. But with that said, we are diving straight into our interview of the day. I'm really excited about this one. So give me a sec while I switch mics and here we go. Today's guest is one of my favorite people who I've discovered this year in the podcast world. He's got a track record of over 15 years grooming and developing leaders in the corporate world, and he's translated his skill set for a much wider audience through the Dreamcatcher Show, his awesome new podcast. And if that's not enough, he's written a book called The Pen and Its Author, which I can't wait to ask him about. But ladies and gentlemen, get ready for something special here as Shatter the Mold warmly welcomes Mr. John Bourgeois. John, thank you so much for being here, man. Thank you for having me, man. It's, uh, it's an honor, and I'm excited to, to be on your show. Yeah, you know, I always love uh, the full disclosure moment where I tell my audience, like, what, what's, you know, where we're kind of like hopping on right now. And literally, like 10 minutes ago, we just finished my interview for your show. And yep. I got to tell you, man, it's, <laughs> I don't know how many people throw this little joke at you, but uh, you're quite the paradox with a name like bourgeois because <laughs> you know, everyone knows it's supposed to be kind of like middle of the road, very stale, very plain, not very yeah. deep. And we had a really deep conversation and it was so obvious to me. I'm actually a little jealous how engaged you were and how intentional you were in the questions that you chose to ask me and the direction you took things in. And I guess a good way to, to start off this conversation or almost continue our conversation was 
you know, is this a thing where you've always been naturally like predisposed for looking beneath the surface? Or is this something where you kind of learned about it over time and you had some kind of like lesson or something that made you see it in that way moving forward? Yeah, and uh, to, to clarify on the question, I guess kind of what you're speaking of specifically is uh, not, getting, not getting stuck on like the surface level stuff and diving a little bit deeper. Is that right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Um, well, to answer your question, let me kind of just give you a, a brief overview of who I am because I want to make sure that uh, that explains it. Um, I did do 15 years in, in the corporate world, um, building up uh, leaders, developing leaders, and launching leaders. And uh, at the height of my, at the very height of my career, uh, I was overseeing five states, uh, 293 um, locations, and I was dead on the inside, uh, unhappy entirely. And the reason why um, was because I had a dream that I'd been sitting on for about a decade and just pushing it off. And, um, and just, it was killing me on the inside. Um, I'm going to be an international best-selling New York Times author. And so I decided, you know what, we're going to build a community of dream catchers that have decided that they're going to move from just chasing the dream and thinking about it and daydreaming all the time to actually catching it. And so to answer your question, um, I've had a lot of experience over the years um, of being able to relate to people, whether it be sales. I, I sold over a million dollars worth of timeshare over the phone. Um, I have trained up, um, you know, franchisees, owners, um, uh, managers, uh, I've coached youth and I've cl had clients, like I've had a, a background that, uh, has given me the space to be able to understand that what people give you initially is just a front. It's really when you start to dive deeper that you find so much more, um, of who that person is. And I think that would probably go back to like, I grew up on an Island in the middle of the Pacific. Mm. I was an outsider. Um, and the cool thing is I had to learn how do you relate to somebody as an outsider quickly so that, and I'm going to be honest with you, you don't get beat up <laughs> because you better, you better, you better be able to figure that out quick. Because as somebody that's not from the island that you grew up on, like I call that island my home, but um, when people look at me, they don't assume that I'm from there. And so you have to quickly assess, how do I become this person's friend quickly and be able to relate with them? Mm, it's funny how necessity becomes the mother of invention, that's right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough lesson to learn when you're a kid, but it, is, it, is. it kind of gets over the top. And so it's interesting. And <clears throat> you know, more full, like more full disclosure for the audience. I mean, you're, you know, as deep as you are, you're also a really humble guy. You're like, Hey, you know, we don't need to, to push the book or anything like that. I just want to have like a really deep conversation. And I'm like, wow, like my kind of person, but I am like genuinely interested in finding about the, about the book because yeah, the title so. really jumped out at me because um, mm. the pen and its author. And, you know, obviously that's, that's open for interpretation of what the book mm -hmm. might be about specifically. Yeah. I wanted to just ask you, like what the book was for and, and who you're trying to yeah. reach with it. Yeah. So um, initially I have always um, 
I've just always been a reader. I'm very similar to yourself. I've, I've read like my, my grandmother, and this is a sad, this is a sad thing. And, and had I allowed my life to, to go in the direction that it was going, I would have probably been at the same level. My grandmother was an author, mm. um, but she never published any of her work. It wasn't until 11, 12 years after her death that the family decided we wanted to go ahead and publish her work. And so I've always looked up to uh, my grandmother just for the person that she was always loving and always um, the life of the party, but she was an author and, and I've always looked up to her and I jumped into books and writing. And so I personally wanted to be a, an author as well. And the funny thing is I kind of, I, I morphed. Are you familiar with the book, um, The Alchemist? Yes. Okay, I read it every single year and I get wow. new things out of it every single year. And I wanted to morph what I was learning from the nonfiction world and morph it into the fiction world and, and marry the two of them in the, the feel of a fable, very similar to what The Alchemist does. And so to give you a synopsis of the book, and you'll be able to, to read it, um, the synopsis of the book is real simple. It's the eldest son. He um, is on a journey reading the, the, the last words of his father. And you get to watch that journey happen as he's reading those letters. And you get to literally watch from his father speaking to his son, how do you take a dream and how do you make it reality? Mm. And that's, that's the book. So I think that's brilliant. And, you know, my listeners won't be surprised if, you know, if all the shows they've heard from me, because, you know, my first book, you know, it doesn't matter what you're selling. I talk about storytelling. And I think I'm so happy to hear you say that because this is a picture perfect example. Yeah, that isn't necessarily about getting a sale or marketing something because in the end, it all comes down to how do you get the idea across to someone so that yep. they get value out of it? Absolutely. It sounds to me like that's your perspective. Like, let's put this in a story format so that the brain can consume it much more enjoyably and then yeah. offer that value much more quickly to them, which I love. Yeah. And truthfully, it wasn't, it, I didn't come up with an idea where it was like, how do I, how do I put this in somebody's hands so that they're able to um, go ahead and digest it at a higher level? It was really what is coming out of my heart, what's been in my heart for years upon years and upon years, and how do I translate it and actually do what I need to do to make it happen? Uh, it's funny because Kobe Bryant is actually, I don't know if you follow his career at all, but mm. he's actually doing the exact same thing. He is a publisher now. He owns a publishing company. And his stories are both fiction and nonfiction, and they are telling things that you need to know. Like one of his stories is, uh, Serena Williams, uh, base, it's based on her, but it is, uh, it is, it is a story of a, of a girl who is a tennis player who uses her racket to overcome a mystical world. It's very like, it's awesome. I love the thoughts because when you jump into it and you're diving into the characters, like you're learning so much and it's the exact same thing. Nice, nice. And it's interesting because now the, is the book out now or it's coming out? So that's a really cool thing. I actually, uh, we are going to be releasing the book in January. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. 
congrats man congrats i can't wait to see it um it's gonna be up on amazon i assume yes it is yeah nice nice so here you've got this book which you know as someone who understands there's like this these finite number of pages that you're, you kind of put whatever you're gonna put there and your message is complete but you've also got the Dreamcatcher show which mm -hmm. is more of an ongoing serial opportunity to yep. offer value and give your perspective what do you notice are the most important differences and which one is more challenging for you oh, that's a good question um, I would, I would say that they both have their challenges, uh, in, in their own retrospect. I'm, I'm writing my second book already, uh, the, nice. the art of dream catching. And I find in ETH, it doesn't matter what you're doing. And this is funny that we're even going here because this is the exact same conversation we were having over on, uh, the dream catcher show. It, it's funny. It doesn't matter what you're doing there are going to come the times where you don't want to be doing what you're doing. There's going to be the stuff that is for lack of a better word, just crap. And it's, it's hard to do and you just don't want to do it. And you just got to do it. Like mm -hmm. truthfully, if you're going to make anything happen in your life, in your world, with your dreams, with your goals, you've got to just get up and do it. And so for me, when I was writing and when I'm writing now, it's making a decision that I said I was going to do this. I'm going to write for 20 minutes at least or more and doing it. With the Dreamcatcher show, it was, I don't know how to start a podcast, but I want to create a community of like-minded, creative, innovative individuals that are able to learn and find the commonalities of other dream catchers and, and move from just thinking about their dreams, but actually starting to catch them. How do I do that? Ooh, a podcast would be cool. How do we do a podcast? Let's just do it. Let's just mm -hmm. do it. And, and my first guests, I didn't know what to say or, or who to reach out to. And I just did it. And so I think, I think the key to answer your question, like the most difficult thing is just overcoming. Like I just dealt with this uh, yesterday. Um, just overcoming that space of wanting to be comfortable mm. and understanding that if you're going to get stuff done, you, you, you've got to be comfortable in not being comfortable. And I, I don't mean to say it in a cliche sort of way, but I, I do mean like, I think the, the majority of people that um, aren't seeing their life be the way they want it to be. It's because they've decided that they're just going to, they're just going to settle for comfortability. So, yeah. Well, you know, you called it cliche, but, you know, cliches become cliches for a reason. <laughs> Usually because they're spot on in their advice, right? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So <clears throat> you made this, you know, how long have you been on this new journey where you, you're going in the route for the book and the podcast and deciding to align yourself with, with more positive people in your life? Um, so how long? Uh, let's, let's give you, let's give you the full scope of things. Um, I have, I, I was raised in a home that was an entrepreneurial home. So my, my dad was an entrepreneur uh, on two different levels. Um, and so I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit in me and yeah, the, the, the funny thing is I would, stop and start a lot of stuff because I'd get to that point 
where it's not going to be easy and you're not seeing the traction that you want to see and the results aren't coming in the time that you thought they were going to come and you go well why does why does Andrew get the success he's getting and I feel like I'm doing exactly what he's doing but I'm not seeing the results and da, 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 da. and I'd stop mm. right so like I've always wanted to be surrounded by dream catchers I've always wanted that and I have, um, I have built a, um, a, a supplement line and uh, taken it the, the whole way to manufacturing, needing to get it funded. My partner decides to back out. The manufacturing company decides they want to go ahead and raise the prices. And I get $15 on my Kickstarter from it. And <laughs> I go, well that's that's dead um i i go ahead i start my first book and i get to um like the third or fourth chapter of it and i i get to the point where it's like well this i this isn't going to make me money right now and i've got a family and i've got to take care of them and and i'm the breadwinner and i've got to do this and and so i stop that and and then i start a a, a fitness uh company where i'm training clients and i'm doing everything like that and then I find out that we're having another kid and I, so I make the decision, well, it's not the right time. Maybe, maybe we just grow this thing at a, uh, at a later point. And it really, Andrew, it came down to this, man. I was in a 13 year relationship where my son came down uh, stairs and he sit, looked me in the eye and he goes, daddy sleeps down on the couch and mommy sleeps upstairs. And it broke my heart, man, because um, that's not the world I wanted my kid to be raised in. And I had been putting my dreams on the back burner for so long to make sure that other people's dreams were being successful. That it was just like, this isn't the world that I want to be in. This isn't what I want my kids to be raised in. And so I made a decision that that relationship needed to either get fixed or end and i went through about three years of depression past that um not having a home sleeping in a car uh eventually getting an apartment place that was like 750 square feet no furniture sleeping on the floor um seeing my kids once a week and the whole lies that I had told myself for a decade of, oh, when you make this sort of amount of money, then you can start your dreams. Uh, when you have this sort of passive income, then you can do this. Uh, when you get to this level, then you can do that. When you're this old, then you can do it. Blah, blah, blah. I quickly realized it never changes. Life mm. always has its struggles. It always has its challenges. It always has its obstacles. And so you have to make the decision in those obstacles, in those challenges, in those moments, am I just going to continue to push my dreams off or am I going to start to address my dreams and do it now? And so I decided after three years of having to work on myself and and really diving into who am I and how do I come back from who I thought I was and where do I build that, that confidence and things like that. 
I made the decision. You're going to write like you said you're going to do because that's the important thing. And so I dove into it. And so I have been writing the penance author since last year, um, 2018. And I started the podcast um, mid of 2019. Truthfully, it was, it was a way of, if I could go back in time and have a conversation with my 10 year self, this is what I'd want to share with him. And that's where the podcast got birthed. It was John, hear me now when I speak to you because don't waste the 10 years that you've got right now. Start now, start now. So I know that was a long winded, uh, long winded answer, but I hope it answered your question. Yeah. You know, it did. And it's, <laughs> it's funny because when I get those long answers, you like, I hear these huge points of insight, like, Oh, I got to ask about that. So there's like three or four in my head right now that I wanted to address because like one, yeah, of course, one, thank you for sharing because I think, a lot, a lot, I think just about everybody, even the people that aren't entrepreneurs, everybody can relate to starting and stopping and starting and stopping and, and never course, yeah. finally taking a long road. And also I think everyone can relate to because like we're all inherently good people. We relate to putting other people first, not realizing that by putting ourselves fat last, we're weakening ourselves to the point where we can't serve them as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it sounds to me like the lesson I'm hearing from part of your answer is that you want to take care of yourself because that's actually the least, the least selfish thing to do because by being a stronger version of you, not only are you happier, but then you're in a much better position to help those around you that you care about anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I call it the art of rinsing out the glass. One of the biggest things that I had to learn when that relationship ended was there, there are three main things you can focus on as far as self-worth goes. You can focus on um, relationships. You can focus on accomplishments. And the last one is something that I never focused on, and that's self-love. And why do you expect to have somebody love you or let's go into the entrepreneur space. Why do you expect to be paid this amount? Why do you expect to be invested in this way? If you're not willing to hedge your bets and invest in yourself, and you're not willing to pay for you to get where you need to go, why are you wanting somebody else to do the exact same thing? It's exact same thing. I had to learn. I am confident in who I am and who, who, who my dreams are and my goals. And I had to learn that one of the ways that you build confidence is just consistently building those small wins over time that equal to momentum. And now when you talk to me, I'm a very different person than I was 10 years ago or even 15 years ago, because I understand, like you were saying, I understand. Yeah. You want to take care of the people that are around you. Absolutely. But if you're not rinsing out your glass and you're not making sure you're the strongest person that's showing up in that room as yourself, the best version you personally can bring, then you're doing a disservice to those around you. And it's the honest truth. If you have something that's in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, that's a dream of yours that you have been thinking about for for forever. And for whatever reason, you haven't executed it. You're not doing a service. You're not doing a service to those around you. Actually, you're actually hindering who you could be. You're hindering those around you and what they could do because you're not executing on what you should be doing. Mm. Brilliant. Brilliant and so insightful. And I hope everyone who's listening to this right now, because 
you know, a podcast is a podcast and you kind of like, you turn on your phone and you go about your business. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you're working out, maybe you're driving, maybe you're on a lunch break. I think I want to put a huge spotlight on what was just said there, because if you missed it, go back and listen to this again, because this is not only a wonderful message just for life in general, but given the fact that we're at the end of the year here and everyone always thinks about like, what's going to be the next year in 2020, this to me, what you just said is the perfect note and the perfect perspective and launching point for people to have so that they can have a way better year than they ever imagined as that might sound. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. With that, and I also, the other thing I loved from, from your, uh, your other answer was, you know, you can't keep waiting for it to happen because if you keep waiting, you're in the state of waiting. And by yeah. definition, the state of waiting is the state of wanting, which is not the state of having. There's yeah. no way, you can't, you can't yeah. do both. Yeah. You can't do both. You gotta be one or the other. So, yeah, and honestly, so you're, you're on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast, right? Mm-hmm. If I wanted to get from the, the West Coast over to the East Coast, I'm still going to have to, it doesn't matter whether I jump on a train, whether I jump on a plane, whether I drive a car or I walk, I'm still going to have to make the same journey to get over there. S- exact same thing with your dreams, with your goals, what you're trying to do you're going to still have to put the time in the effort in the, the knowledge in the learnings in the lessons in. And so if you just keep pushing off when you start, you need to understand it's not going to come any quicker. So you might as well start the journey now so that you're getting closer to your destination. Right. And that was also like a wonderful tangent on the conversation that we had in in our prior interview where we were talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, you got to go through it, but a lot of stuff is going to go faster once you commit to the process and are willing. To exactly. Act. Exactly. I love it. I love it. So I'm curious just because everyone, I don't know how you view yourself right now. I view you as successful just hearing the way you carry yourself. And if anyone doesn't believe, by the way, but knows our Facebook profiles, compare the lives that we just did. Mine was like me in this rinky dink room, just like doing a quick one. And you're out like in the, in the outside. And you're like, yo, this is fire. What's up? <laughs> like over the top. But um, I wanted to ask, just because I already view you as a success, um, what is the mental process that you kind of put yourself through? Like you talked about being, you're going to be a bestseller author. Is this something that you visualize? Is this something that you say in words? Do you write it down? Like, what is your mental process of reinforcing that idea for yourself? Yeah. Um, so, actually, I do several things. Uh, and it's funny that you just wrote your book on the, the, the law of attraction. Like, it's, it's funny that how those two things coincide. Because I every single day have a set of routines that I go ahead and execute. Um, that is one, I, I, I find time to just be completely quiet and void of any of my thoughts. I, I release some find time to find gratitude, find time to uh, visualize where I'm going and what I'm doing. I write out three things that I'm grateful for every single day. I go ahead and I track yesterday's wins and what today's win is going to be. And then I write out um, my top 10 things that I'm going to do. I am a New York 
Times bestselling author is only one thing of those 10 that I write out every single day. And the really cool thing is, as you start to write those out and as things start to get checked off of that list, it builds this confidence of, okay, okay, what now are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, lo and I noticed, by the way, that was in the present tense you said that. You said, yes. I am, not I'm going to be, but I am. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's key. So I write, when, when I'm writing out my top 10, um, I write them either as I am an international best-selling New York Times author, mm -hmm. or I'll give you a perfect one, I have traveled to Japan. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a firm believer that your brain looks like it's amazing how much we can teach our brain what we want it to believe. But you have to, like Tony Robbins talks about it all the time. You have to go ahead and start to focus on where you want to go. And as you do that, I don't care whether you believe in the law of attraction or you believe in science, as you do that, your brain starts to create space for that mm. right it goes oh john said i have been to japan but but that doesn't line up with reality right now so how do i make going to japan happen like what do we need to do to get there and then suddenly i start to notice wow flights to japan are super cheap oh my goodness these dates line up with when i want to go and blah, blah 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 it starts to like because i decided that i'm going to train my brain on what we're going to do in the frame of we've done it or we're doing it, my brain now goes, okay, how do I make this happen? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, that those that don't study don't understand how powerfully motivated the subconscious mind is to mm -hmm. reconcile gaps between reality and imagination. And it, this, is, this is where the ideas and inspirations come from and where you notice things. So I, I love hearing you say that. I'm curious, people hearing you talk, I mean, obviously you've been through this and you understand how to get to the other side of you know of the you know the uh, the tunnel there if people want to listen to the dreamcatcher show or they're interested in getting the book when it comes out in january what's the best place online for them to find out and stay in touch with you yeah so the best place would be jump over to apple podcast subscribe to the dreamcatcher show that would be the number one best thing that i would recommend um, if you're wanting to follow my journey and you're wanting to connect with me and you personally are a dream catcher, I want to hear your story. I want to hear your dreams and I want to hear how I can help you. And so you can find me on any of the major platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever. Um, predominantly, it's going to be John C. Bourgeois on TikTok. It's John C. Bourgeois um, 22 or 22. Cool. And I'll put uh, some of those links in my show notes also. So it'll be very easy for people to, to get that also. Mm -hmm. um, last question before I kind of, you know, close things out is, yeah. you know, people here, we are at the end of the year and there are people that they feel like they're going in circles and they feel like they're stuck and they hear someone like you, who's finally decided to follow their dreams and their inspirations and go after it. What's the best advice that you can give them to get them over the top or get them on their way? Um, so let me just make sure I'm hearing this correctly. They're, they're feeling stuck. Yes. Okay. So the, and I, I have clients that I work with. I have peers that um, I have a regular conversation on and they're in the same dilemma. So it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. 
I want you to first understand that everybody has to go through the same tunnel. And although you might see me successful right now, I'm still in the tunnel because I still have a list of dreams that I'm going after, right? The thing that you can do if you're feeling stuck, first and foremost, what I'd recommend to you is start to collect small wins. Mm. Things that you know you are going to win at. So for me, that is I'm going to go to the gym every single day. I know I can do that. I'm going to write out three things that I'm grateful for every single day. I know I can do that. I'm going to read at least 20 minutes every single day. I know I can do that. And as you build that up, this confidence comes in you and you're like, oh my gosh, if I can do those small wins, then I can go ahead and move that direction. If you're already collecting small wins, if you're already doing that and you're being consistent and yet you still are feeling stuck, I want to say this to you. You need to find a mentor Mm. and you need to find out what is it that I am not doing that I don't know that I need to start doing. I'll give you a perfect example of uh, something that happened for me. When I was in high school, I was trying to breed, um, I was trying to get the presidential award and uh, it required that I run a mile in under five minutes. Okay. I couldn't get it. I, ca- I knew I could, but I couldn't get it. And I kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it, kept failing. I finally had to go to my soccer coach and say to my soccer coach, coach, would you go ahead and run the last lap with me? And can you shout at me the entire way that I am running so that I can beat this? Cause I need to get it done. And he's like, absolutely. And I ended up breaking and getting the presidential award solely because I, I let down my pride. I went to somebody that I trusted and knew could get me to where I needed to go. And I asked for their help. They ran alongside with me and they helped me get to the next level because one, I believed in myself, two, they believed in me and three, they were my coach that I was looking up to. So it was awesome, man. I, I love that story, man. And I love that, that lesson. And I think it's important because there are people out there that are willing to run side by side with you and everyone needs to know that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So John, I got to say for everyone listening there, like the pen and its author is coming out in January and I am a super busy guy and I have barely any time on my plate, but I am looking forward to taking time and reading this. I think it's going to be awesome. Awesome, man. And uh, I want to highly recommend people check out the Dreamcatcher show. It's like all this stuff, like what you've just done here, believe it or not, it's the tip of the iceberg, especially based on what I've heard from your show already. I think it's a wonderful podcast for people to listen to when they need a little inspiration, they need a little motivation, but they also need practical strategy and they need to meld all them together. So uh, for everyone listening that needs it, like they're looking for another podcast they're looking for something that's going to be entertaining, but also helpful at the same time. The Dreamcatcher show is something you should definitely check out because that might be the one last missing piece on your playlist that you've been missing. So take my advice, check that out. Mr. John Bourgeois, you are a legend in the making <laughs> and in reality. Thank you so thanks, much. Brother. Today, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks for uh, being on our show, but also thanks for having me on yours. It has been, it's been an absolute pleasure and honor um, to, to be a part of your world and, and now get to start to watch the rest of your journey because you've got phenomenal things that are coming your way. So I'm excited. Yeah, man. Looks like we both have a front row seat. I can't wait as well. <laughs> awesome. 
Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.